Want to support the show? There are several ways to do that. One is to give us a five-star rating to help people find us. Another is to become a patron of our show. We also have a store where we have amazing merch designed by Ashton Green and Coda. Follow the link in the description below and enjoy the episode. Hi, welcome to the Dartarian Show. I'm Alexander Dartarian. And I'm Dominic Sykes. And today we're going to do an unsolved episode. Yes. And we're going to the state of of Georgia. Mm -hmm. Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. Absolutely. The Atlanta child murderers. And this is semi-solved. Yeah. They think that they caught the guy, but there's a lot of ambiguity to who was the murderers and if there were multiple serial killers at work uh great uh coverage of this of these events is mind hunters season two yeah does uh also true detective season two as well i think right i'm is not it? sure i haven't seen that one uh it, true detective i think they did an episode on it as well so it's it's a huge true crime story and we wanted to cover it it's the, probably the most famous of georgia um, serial killer wise mm-hmm. so um, yep we're going to be doing the Atlanta child murders alright so in the late 1970s and early 80s a mysterious killer terrorized African American communities in Atlanta one by one African American children and young adults were being kidnapped and turning up dead days or weeks later these cases would later become known as the Atlanta child murders Police eventually arrested a local man named Wayne Williams in connection to the heinous crimes, but Williams was only ever convicted of two murders, far less than the 29 slayings he was implicated in. Additionally, he was found guilty of killing two men in their 20s, not children. So, although the homicides appeared to stop after Williams was arrested, some people believe that he was not responsible for the child murders, including some of the victims' families. Mm -hmm. Don't think he did it. Um, as you said, it was covered in Mindhunter, um, and a lot of other documentaries and stuff too. There's like one specifically, I think on HBO, um, that does it. Um, so starting from the beginning on a summer day in July, 1979, the first body linked to the child murders case was discovered 13 year old Alfred Evans. He was found in a vacant lot, his cold body shirtless and barefoot. He'd been killed by strangulation. Tragically, he had just disappeared three days earlier. Um, But as police were investigating the apparent crime scene in the vacant lot, they couldn't help but notice a strong odor emanating from nearby vines. And they would soon discover the body of another black child, 14-year-old Edward Hope Smith. Unlike Evans, Smith had been killed by gunshot. But eerily, he was found just 150 feet away from Evans. So that's kind of weird. Um, so the first, and it, that was with a two twenty-two caliber, is what he was killed with. Right. Which, I mean, I don't know if you know this personally and stuff. Uh, the twenty-two caliber, it is very effective to kill you, but you have to be really close 
for it to be that effective to kill someone. Mm. Um, it was the upper body, upper, upper, upper torso shot. So, I mean, obviously, he's a child, so yeah. not that hard right. to kill him with 22. But um, I think that's going to be important, the caliber of the weapon. Right. right. We will find out. So, the deaths of Evans and Smith were brutal, but the authorities weren't too alarmed. They simply wrote it off as being drug-related. Typical. Yeah. Um, then a few months later, more black youth started turning up dead. The next bodies uncovered were 14-year-old Milton Harvey and 9-year-old Yusuf Bell. Both children had been strangled to death, like Smith. Mm-hmm. Um. Bell, the fourth victim, had been living in a housing project just four blocks away from where his body was found. His death hit the local community especially hard. Um, so that's four murdered kids in the span of a few months, and that raised suspicion among the victims' families that the crimes could be related. Still, the Atlanta police did not establish any official links between the murders. So at this point, they're still not, you know, connecting the cases. Yeah, well, I, even in the late 70s and the early 80s, the serial killer phenomenon was just starting. Mm-hmm. Like, they had just caught, like, freaking, uh, uh, Lord, like, Ted Bundy. Like, Ted Bundy was around. Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't around yet. Uh, John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they were just now catching some of these these serial killers right so i mean like the term serial killer i don't even think this was is coined yeah, yet probably not or it had just like freshly been and and, and yeah. behavioral science really wasn't that much of a thing either no um, absolutely not so they they really didn't have a, a profile for serial killers too much at this point i don't think um but yeah i agree with what you were saying um, by March 1980, the death toll had reached six. At this point, it became increasingly clear to the residents that the communities were in serious danger. Parents started impu- imposing curfews on their children. And yet, victims kept turning up. And they were almost all boys except for two girls. And though a couple of victims linked to the case were later identified as adult men, most of them were children and all of them were black. African-American communities in and around Atlanta were gripped with fear and anxiety, but they were also extremely frustrated since the Atlanta police still didn't draw any connection between the cases. So obviously and understandably, the communities are mad that the police department isn't doing their job, you know? So basically they're going to start taking things into their own hands um, because as usual, you know, Mm Mm-hmm. And especially for the African American community, I mean, it's it's unfortunate to say, and we do have to say it because it is a big uh, point in this case. Police at this time, if these victims were white, it would have been national news. The first body they found. Mm. It's sad to say, but that's, it's it's, it's true. true yeah. Uh, they considered like the, they wrote off the first two victims as drug related. Yeah, automatically they weren't even murdered the same way. It'd be different if it was two gunshot wounds. Yeah, but one was strangled. One was strangled, and, and one was shot one was with shot. a twenty-two and hidden. Yeah, 
So what I think is, I don't think the first victim, the twenty-two caliber uh, boy, mm. was part of it. Right. I think that he had been killed before, left there, and it was just a coincidence that the strangulation child, the one in he the murdered him, dumped him in the same area. Right. I don't think it was the same person, uh, just because of the fact that uh, the M.O.s are different, the signatures or yeah. whatever. And I think he was the only boy that was shot, like, out of all the victims. I think so. So well, I th- We're, we're going to get into, I think, yeah. more about yeah. some of the other victims. But, but yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, so, so far, my, in my opinion, and this is complete speculation, that I don't believe that that boy was was part of it. And stuff. Now, do right. I think it was drug-related? No. No. I just think that maybe two kids were playing with a twenty two and accidentally shot, right. shot him, and he didn't want to get in trouble. That's what I think. I don't think it was drug related. No, but uh, yeah, that's my opinion. I think the first, the first boy that they, or the second boy, I guess, right? The first boy technically that was killed, yeah, wasn't part of it. Um, so even with the the community on on high alert, kids kept disappearing. In March 1980, Willie Mae Mathis was watching the news with her 10 year old son Jeffrey when they both saw investigators moving the body of one of the victims. She warned her young son about interacting with strangers. He said, Mama, I don't do that, and I don't talk to strangers, Mathis recalled. Tragically, the very next day, Jeffrey went to the corner store to get a loaf of bread, but he never made it there, and his remains were found a year later. So, like, they they saw... They saw it. They were on alert. You know, she said, don't talk to strangers. You know, they, all the precautions were in place and he still got taken. Yeah. So. Um, that's, it's one of parents biggest fears. Oh yeah, for sure. Is, is sending your child out for something or having your child go out and play yeah. and never making it back. It's I mean, sad that that's even a, a concern, you know? Absolutely. It, it really is. And I mean, even when people say, oh, it, they were simpler times back then. You know, you know that, that famous saying that everyone does mm-hmm. that, oh, we played until the streetlights came on and stuff. This right here, this case in particular, this right here is, it wasn't better back then. No. It wasn't safer. Mm-mm. It's just as dangerous as it is now. In fact, I think it might be safer now because we do have like freaking cameras all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, everyone has a four K camera. Is such a thing with with older generations, and they're talking about how you know we could leave the doors unlocked and false memories, know, all of that stuff. Yeah, it's, I think it's false memories. It's people, nostalgia kind of yeah has a way of blinding you. Yeah, exactly. Like people were like, "Oh, those video games in Nintendo, Super Nintendo, so great and stuff." And then you play them now; they do not hold up to a graphics no. nowadays. Yeah. So nostalgia does play a big part of it. I agree, absolutely. But uh, no, I when people are like, "Oh, so much." safer back then yeah, it's and probably like definitely that. a little and, bit safer now yeah it is and in some ways no i mean and it, yeah obviously internet is it, just a new way for these people yeah, to get these children yeah, but sure. i'm just saying like it's it's not safe and it hasn't been safe forever right um so the circumstances of the deaths varied in the atlanta child murders some children died of strangulation while others died of stabbing bludgeoning or gunshot wounds Worse yet, the cause of death for some of the victims, like Jeffrey Mathis, was left undetermined. By May, the grieving families had still not received any significant updates on the investigation, and frustrated by Atlanta Mayor Maynard Jackson's inaction and the reluctance of the Atlanta police to recognize the murders as connected, the community began organizing on their own. 
So in August, Camille Bell, the mother of Yusuf Bell, joined forces with other parents and victims and formed the Committee to Stop Children's Murders. The committee was supposed to act as a community-powered coalition to push for accountability over the stalled investigations of the slain kids. So basically, they're like, hey, do your damn job. You know, we're not going to let this, you know, get pushed off to the side or, you know, none of this other stuff. We're here. We're going to be loud about it until somebody listens and somebody does what they're supposed to do. Absolutely. And I don't think that all police officers or detectives do this. I really don't. I think no, it's they, yeah. they have multiple caseloads. Like, say that, like, and this is not advocating for the police whether they did their job or not. I'm, right. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm, we're just looking at past research like this ha- this has already happened so yeah. we don't know if they did their job or if they slacked or tried to push it under the rug we don't know uh obviously these parents had a right to be vocal very vocal about mm-hmm. justice for their children yeah absolutely i haven't there's no discussion about that i'm saying that detectives do have multiple cases it's not like a series of csi yeah. where they get one case per episode and they solve it by the end of the episode that's not accurate at all it takes years and years of investigation work and And most of the time when they catch serial killers it's completely by accident yeah it's usually a screw up on the serial killers part yeah like a parking ticket with david berkowitz yeah or uh uh btk you know doing getting uh on the library kind of they kind of did they trapped him a little bit yeah but that was good police work or um oh who was it Jeffrey Dahmer when his victim uh, Dahmer, escaped. Yeah. But the other one, um, man, I'm drawing a blank. Big guy. Uh, John Wayne Gacy? No, the other one. Oh, Ed Kemper. Yes. Kemper. Ed Kemper. When he called, he yeah, called them he and called. said, hey, come get me. But with the detectives, it's hard for them because they're like, okay, they don't, we see all the clues now because it's already happened. Yeah. We're like, oh, well, how did you not get this, link this from this? Be- because when they catch the killer, usually, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it in this case, but usually when you catch the killer, they kind of fill in the blanks yeah, a little bit. So us were like, what was it called? Um, side chair detectives or, yeah, yeah or, uh, ones that are watching yeah. after the fact or uh, whatever. Yeah. Like sideline quarterback or whatever. Right. And it, it, it's kind of funny because these detectives, yeah, they're trying their hardest. I mean, they have their own problems and everything like that, but when they just like try to find an out, it's it's unacceptable. Yeah, they should take every case, regardless of anything. Yeah, seriously, and try to get don't get the killer. Yeah, yeah, don't take any shortcuts because it, you're doing a disservice to the families for closure yeah. and and a disservice to the victims and any future victims if they can't haven't caught Absol- you know, absolutely. Absolutely. So incredibly, that worked. The the committee getting together and and kind of forcing their hand worked. The city significantly increased both the size of the investigation's task force and the total reward money for tips. Bell and the committee members also successfully galvanized the community to become active in safeguarding their neighborhoods, kind of having neighborhood watch-type deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we were encouraging people to get to know their neighbors, Bell told People Magazine. We were encouraging the busybodies to go about uh, back to dipping into everybody's business. We were saying that if you tolerated crime in your neighborhood, you are asking for trouble. Absolutely, and this is so, the complete right move for this uh for this town or city uh because they were under attack their children were under attack and they made the right moves they stood up and said we're not going to take this laying down yeah and i 
I love Mrs. Bell for this. Yeah. Because she is the real hero of the story. Because I think without her, I don't think the killings would have stopped. Probably not, yeah. When they did. Like, obviously, it was there was a lot more victims after that. Mm. But, like, I think that if she just kind of, like, didn't say anything, didn't voice anything, I think it would have been a lot worse. Yeah, they would have shut the case and been like it was, you know, not related. Yeah, and or they would have put it, it drug. Yeah. That, that's their fav- favorite thing. When they can't solve drug, something, they put it drugs. suicide or, you know, or just natural causes or unexplained, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, the uh, also, the murder of 13-year-old Clifford Jones, a visitor from Cleveland, also helped push Atlanta's authorities in action. So, the murder of a tourist made national news and that also helped give the case yep. national attention. Uh, meanwhile, local citizens armed themselves with baseball bats, volunteering for the city's neighborhood patrol and other volunteers joined the citywide search to uncover clues that could help solve the case. So everybody was working on this random citizens, yeah. parents, you know, uh, detectives when they were off duty, well, um, you know, several different multiple departments, the FBI at, at one point, like I said, yeah. this is this is an attack on their city. Mm-hmm. That's how they should look at it. Obviously, let the police do their job. If you find something and stuff, let them take care of it, arrest them, and everything yeah. like that. Don't take, don't be a vigilante. Yeah, yeah. But you can be vigilant and report back and uh, notice things. Yeah, and because every little detail, yeah, every detail in any investigation helps. And tip. That's why tip lines are there. Yeah. It's for red they have citizens. to sort through a lot of fake stuff, but you know, every once in a while they'll get that one that one tip that pays tip. off. The, the parking ticket for David Berkowitz yeah. was a tip. Yeah. All right. So a few months after the committee's formation, Georgia officials requested that the FBI join the investigation, and the FBI uh, actually on their website has the case files for people to just yeah, look at. Absolutely. So there, there's cool. some stuff that is redacted yeah, obviously, uh, just for legal purposes, but most yeah. of the time you can read pretty much between the lines. Yeah, between the lines, what actually happened. Yeah. They have a lot of information on there. Yeah. Definitely go check that out. Uh, five of the nation's top homicide detectives were brought in as consultants, and two U.S. Justice Department officials were also dispatched to the city to provide support. So finally, authorities were taking the case seriously. Um, it t- sadly, it took numerous bodies, yep. unfortunately, so of children. Now we're going to start getting into the arrest and conviction of uh, the main suspect of these murders. Yep. So from 1979 to 1981, 29 children and young adults were identified as victims in the murders. So on April 13, 1981, FBI Director William Webster announced that the Atlanta police had identified the killers seemingly indicated multiple perpetrators of four of the slain children. However, authorities lacked sufficient evidence to file charges. Then, a month later, a police officer working the department's stakeout operation along the Chattahoochee River heard a splashing sound. The officer then saw a station wagon pass overhead on the South Cobb Drive Bridge. Suspicious, he decided to stop the driver for questioning. That driver was a 23-year-old man named Wayne Williams. The officer let Williams go, but not before grabbing a few fibers from his car. And just two days later, the body of 27-year-old Nathaniel Carter was discovered downstream. Eerily, the body wasn't far from the body of 21-year-old Jimmy Ray Payne that had been found just a month earlier. So, that's a 27-year-old and a 21-year-old both found in the river not far from each other within, like, a month span. Yeah. Um... So that that they 
are are pretty suspicious of Williams for the splashing and and all this stuff like that. But what gets me um, is the fact that they were older. Okay, now that is that the only evidence that they have the splashing, I'll, the the bodies dropping into the river. Yeah, I'm gonna because I'll go more. That's circumstantial at best. Yeah, <laughs> like, that could just be a coincidence. Yeah, you know, he could but, literally just been hanging out, yeah. <laughs> and so, someone other than him dumped the bodies. Yeah. Uh, in June 1981, Wayne Williams was arrested in connection to the deaths of Payne and Carter. He would later be convicted of the murders of both men, who were among the few adult victims in the Atlanta murders case. And Williams was sentenced to life in prison. But although he was accused of being the Atlanta child killer, he was never convicted of any other murders besides those two. So, the two adults. Mm-hmm. So, since Wayne Williams' arrest, there have been no more related killings. At all. The child murders basically stopped. Yeah. That we know of. That they've... Absolutely. And... Able to find. Uh, so... When the heat becomes... That's another thing that, that makes people high. think that, you know, this is Williams that did it, but... I... Y- yes and no, because serial killers usually do not stop. Uh, BT- BTK was the exception. He stopped for a long, long time. Right. Because he had something else to focus on, yeah. authority-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm wondering if they checked uh, any outlining uh, areas or different cities of around the area. Around to see the if area, any other connected murders. I, I imagine they did because FBI they would has have a had database. To have, yeah, they would have had to have been able to look for connections and stuff like that. Especially because the, the, an important thing to remember is that these were all African American children, all of them. Which means most unlikely the serial killer was, was African American too. But could these have been? hate crimes we are in the deep south yeah and with the history of the deep south especially back 20 years before this jim crow laws Mm. strangulation lynching i mean it's not a big stretch yeah you think it's uh it's a hate crime uh race related it it may be a white supremacist group i'm not saying that it is it's speculation 100 percent but I'm just saying I would not rule that out. Right. I would ch- definitely check into that. Now, it because could also, yeah, it could be that it could be uh, a serial killer or multiple serial killers, um, which would explain most the of, methods of. I think most of them were strangled. Most of them were strangled. But, yeah, so um, that would point towards a single. The with the stabbing, I think that maybe um, that was just like maybe they fought a little bit too hard, or he couldn't take them by surprise to strangle them because it's quite difficult to strangle somebody. Mm-hmm. It takes a while. Uh, and the stabbing was kind of like, oh, I'm going to get caught, or he may have been entering his berserker mode, right? which is like right before they get caught, they usually enter a berserker mode, and mm-hmm. it's usually when it's like they can't control their impulse anymore, or they're, they're, uh, they're yeah, I guess their impulse to kill, yeah, and they had like, they kill it, qu- they kill them quickly, yeah, but, um, but strangulation, if it is a serial killer, completely sexual, um, uh, it's the power, uh, kind of like, kind of like what a control raper would do. Mm. You know, like they they dominate and they yeah. strangle, and it's it's moral. It's it's he's probably impotent. Mm. I don't know. So, but so. no, it's 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 hard to know if it's one or, or multiple or if it's even a serial killer. And, and like you said, not hate crimes. It's hard to tell. It, it really is. And especially, and that's, that's why it's, it's our history is so, 
sucky <laughs> to be honest with you it's because like if we didn't have any any slavery in our past mm. any hate crimes towards african americans or people of color uh if we didn't have all that definitely 100 percent serial killer we wouldn't yeah. even question it we wouldn't be like oh well yeah no one obviously no one could kill these kids because they hated right. the color of their skin yeah you know but because we have that history yeah you know that's it's muddled it up mm-hmm. and uh it, it's just it's horrible yeah um and f- just the simple fact that they're children mm-hmm. uh, it, it's 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 very very sad and um devastating yeah there are um there are some who who remain skeptical that williams is the killer uh including some of the victims families and williams himself maintains you know his innocence he that mm-hmm. he's saying he didn't do it um additionally to that Wayne Williams's conviction relied on a few strands of fiber that the prosecution claimed were found on the bodies of Carter and Payne. Mm-hmm. Apparently, these fibers matched a rug in Williams's car and a blanket in his home. But fiber evidence is often considered less than reliable, and discrepancies in witness testimonies cause more doubt on Williams' guilt. Guilt. So, a num- number of alternate theories that have cropped up throughout the years um, go from ringing from a, a pedophile ring to government conducting horrific experiments on black children. Um, one of the most widely believed theories, though, is the KKK was behind the Islamic oh, okay. child so, I guess, so that was yeah. a theory as well. Definitely jumped yeah. on the right bandwagon <laughs> for that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so in 91, it was revealed that a police informant allegedly heard a KKK member named Charles Theodore Sanders verbally threatened to choke a black teenager named Luby Geeter after the boys or Jeter, after the boy accidentally scratched his truck while the Atlanta child murders were still happening. So during that period, um, horrifically, I mean, that's just really a threat from a racist piece of crap. Horrifically, Jeter ended up becoming one of the victims. So see, that's a little bit more than coincidence. His body was discovered in a, they didn't look into him. I, I guess not. At just, all? Just weeks after Sanders' threat, his body was found. Yeah, that's the first person I'm going to go to. And he Unless... had been strangled, and his genitals, lower pelvic area, and both feet were all missing. His lower genitals? Lower pelvic area, and both feet. See, that doesn't make sense, though. That's, that's what's so weird about all of these. Is the it's... lower pelvic area? That's more sexual. I don't know. I don't know how that... All that portion of that stuff goes. I, I don't. I'm not a psychiatrist no. at all, and the only the reason like I'm like oh well that's sexual and that's like that's the sexual killing and stuff is because I've watched a lot of documentaries yeah. and I've read a lot of stuff <laughs> about serial killers, and I'm it's kind of like a rinse and re- repeat like I'm spitting it out like I'm taking it in and spitting it out. Yeah. But uh, no, like did they re- did they report this uh, this threat? Um that this guy made to this child at the same time or before he was killed or after? Um, so was the report made after? Because that right there, if it's after, then complete speculation. I, like that's part of why they the didn't look into it. The report of the threat yeah. was after? I think, I think it was probably reported beforehand. Okay, if it was reported beforehand, yeah. they should have definitely they looked into it seriously, him. Yeah. yeah, they should have took it so, seriously and, yeah, and, and looked into him Exactly. I, I 100% think he had something to do with something because years later, um, in a 2015 report in Spin Magazine, mm-hmm. uh, details of a high-level secret investigation by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation and other law enforcement agencies 
um, apparently found that Sanders and his white supremacist family members planned to kill more than two dozen black children to incite a race war in Atlanta. Why? Why is I it don't always know why a is everybody race war? obsessed with race wars? I, God, I, I, Charles I Manson, yep. everybody else. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> So uh, evidence, witness accounts, and informant reports suggested a link between the Sanders family and Jeter's death, and possibly 14 other child murders. So, to keep the peace in the city, investigators allegedly decided to suppress evidence of possible KKK involvement in the Atlanta child murders. So... Okay, I... (sighs) So... But despite the evidence, there are the authorities' efforts to conceal the evidence linked to the KKK. Many of the city's black residents already, and still, suspect that the white supremacist group is responsible for the crimes. So if, they tried to cover it up. Okay, if they were responsible, right? Right. Uh, we're, I'm, like, let's speculate for a second. Mm-hmm. Say that it wasn't Williams. It was the white supremacist group. KKK right. or whatever they're calling themselves. And he was just at the wrong place at the wrong time? Yeah. Or he maybe did kill those two people. I don't. Uh, he might have killed them. Yeah, yeah, but killed the adults. But anyways, or or to say it was all the KKK. Why did they stop? Why? Why if they're trying? I, yeah, if they're trying to incite a race war, uh-huh. why stop? Because a, a person got caught. That's it. for one. He was a person of color, so that would do nothing for your race war. I have no idea. If anything. If so I was a white supremacist and I wanted to stop yeah. the crime would be if it was the KKK. Well, if I was the KKK, which I'm completely not, like this is speculation, yeah. <laughs> it's hypothetical. Let's do hypothetical because I am not a white supremacist. I would kill white children. <laughs> right? This is hypothetical. Listen, right. let's listen. Right, right. Listen, let's bear, let's bear with me. Right. I would kill white children. Uh. Right? And then... Blame frame him. Williams. Wow. That way, it starts the race war. Mm. Killing people of color and then blaming on a person of color color is not starting a race war. So that KKK theory is kind of like out the window about the race war. Right. So, yeah, the race do war I part still, maybe maybe not yeah. maybe not wanting to incite the race war, but they definitely oh. could be just killing them to kill them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I do believe there could be that no the KKK is other than they're fucking hateful people. Yeah. They, that could still be behind it. Absolutely. 100%. I, I'm not defending the KKK. Oh, no, 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 trust not. me. <laughs> like I believe that they full-heartedly could have killed these uh, yeah. children. But I'm just saying I don't think they did it to incite a race war. Right. I think they did it because they're pieces of crap. And they hate a race because of their skin color, which is stupid. Yep. So, so. yeah. So... They, they, the investigators maintained that they have enough invest, uh, had enough evidence to connect Wayne to the killings. Uh, what William still is in prison to this day, but he, and he's been denied parole multiple times. But he still says he's innocent. He says he didn't kill anybody. So in a in a rare yeah, interview, uh, I mean, in really, a, <laughs> yeah, in a rare interview in '91, Williams revealed that he had befriended some of the brothers of the victims as they had ended up in the same prison. He also said that he had been in touch with some of the victims' mothers. He said, I truly hope they find out who killed their children. Okay. That right there could be, if he if he is the killer, again, speculation. Yeah. If he is the killer, then that could be his power again. Yeah. Oh, I he's kind of like, oh, I'm innocent. Let me talk to the victims' families and mm-hmm. stuff. And like he's getting a little kind of like a pleasure high yeah. from that. 
or and that and a lot of people like when you go to prison if you killed children you're at the bottom of the yeah, po- totem sure. pole and, it's, and especially if you sexually assaulted them yeah then you're way below that you do not last long in prison no so of course he's gonna be like yeah i didn't do it yeah, like he's not gonna sure. admit to it because that right there you find they 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 find themselves in gin pop yeah you know they get killed mm-hmm. because guards don't like child murderers no one likes child murderers yep like murder in itself is horrible enough yeah but when you add a child or an infant or any Somebody kind of innocent. defensive yeah defensive. you know defensive person or animal or something like that you're a piece of crap yeah and no one likes that no so and there's a hierarchy of prison like even the low, like even the most deprived of our society, yeah, have a hierarchy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you're even a piece of crap to two pieces to of the deprived <laughs> community. So yeah, of course he's gonna be like, yeah, I'm innocent. I didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, and stuff. So like I said, if he did it, speculation. Um, I'm torn between the, this this Williams uh, person and the, the KKK. KKK. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm leaning more with the strangulation to the lynching with the KKK. I'm thinking we might. Hopefully, we'll find out something soon. It could be both. He could have been. A, he could have been the stabber. Maybe, yeah. And then the KKK I was the strangulation. Ones, yeah, yeah. So I, I truly believe that possibly I'm leaning more towards the KKK. Yeah, especially with the strangulation Just lines up, especially yeah. with the threats of Sanders and stuff like that. Yeah, but absolutely. Despite the countless theories about what really happened, it's clear that most of it was left unresolved. And that's a big reason why the case has been reopened. So in March, 2019, Atlanta mayor Keisha Lance bottoms, who grew up during the height of the Atlanta child murders, reopened the case. Bottoms said that evidence should be retested using the latest forensic technology, which was not available during the investigations four decades ago. Yeah, absolutely. So in an emotional interview following the announcement, bottoms recalled what it was like growing up during this terrifying time. She said it was like there was a boogeyman out there and he was snatching black children. Bottoms added, it could have been any of us. I hope that reexamining the case says to the public that our children matter. African-American children still matter. They mattered in 79 and they matter now. Not everyone shared the mayor's conviction that the case needed another look. In fact, some believe it's basically already solved. I'm, I'm pretty sure we know who those types of people are. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> there was other evidence more fibers and dog hairs that were brought into court along with witness testimony. And there is in the inescapable fact that Wayne Williams was on the bridge and two bodies washed up days later. Again, completely circumstantial. Right. Exactly. That it they, could have been anyone. He could have been jogging. He could have been walking home from work. He could have been anything like well, they're claiming that the, the fibers on the bodies matched a, a carpet in his house. And that's like, he lived car. in the city of Atlanta. <laughs> you know, like there was murders everywhere, and he lived in the city of Atlanta. Danny, yeah, like, no, that doesn't make that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, Danny Agan, a retired Atlanta homicide detective who investigated three of the murders, said Wayne Williams is a serial killer, a predator, and he did the bulk of these murders. So he's pretty convinced that Williams did it. Um, so some that's, insist that he he did it. Police <laughs> Chief Erica Shields believes that the murders. They deserved another investigation. Absolutely. I, I don't think they were investigated as thoroughly as they should have been back then. Uh, a lot of a lot of it is uh, technologically um, depravities or like uh, they didn't they disadvantages. They didn't have DNA, obviously, um, 
So if DNA is going to, and if I was Williams and if I truly was innocent, mm. I would really be pushing for this DNA evidence. Yeah, for sure. Because they want to find out if he fights it in any way, he's the killer. Probably. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, uh, cause you think Mayor, an innocent man would want to be proven innocent at any cost to try to, you know? Yeah. And people are like, Oh, well they'll, they'll alter the DNA. To, to fit him and stuff and which and he could be I mean I don't know how DNA works obviously I'm not a DNA specialist but I'm just saying when they usually find DNA and they have they've recently caught serial killers Golden using State DNA killer. yeah absolutely uh, Patton Oswalt's wife dedicated her entire life to find out who this Golden State killer was yeah. she died they found him with DNA yeah so I mean obviously she didn't get to see the fruits of her labor yeah. but DNA is literally saving or not saving well it's saving lives and giving closures to these families and uh me personally i know this probably a lot of people are going to disagree with me i think that every person should have their dna taken uh not me yes well it's all it is is swabs swab mouth and swab but still no your dna should be on file if you if you don't kill people and rape people you shouldn't be worried about it yeah no i agree with that part and yes yes I, I, I hear the argument I, yeah. yeah, that they could frame you for something. Yeah, exactly. And stuff. But as long as they put... that's a, It's a hard medium. Cause it, it, it is, it, but... like I agree with both sides of it. I, I do agree that it, it, would, it would be a huge help having everybody's mm-hmm. DNA in the database to be able to tell if somebody did something and be able to trace it to well, them. Well, I'm telling you now, every that. baby that's been born... I can't remember. I think it's like 2011 or 2012. They have taken DNA. Right. When they save that umbilical cord and they freeze it, mm. it's not just for the stem cells. Yeah. It's for the DNA. I'm letting you know now. Yeah. If you've had a baby in the recent years, probably since like 2008 to now, your baby's DNA is on file. So if they grow up and commit a crime, their DNA is already on file, which, yeah. like I get again, I completely agree with. I've had children. I've had children. I know that their DNA is on file because of the umbilical cord. Mm. Good. That means if they get kidnapped, God forbid, if they get kidnapped or murdered or mm. missing or something, that DNA can be helped to find them. Yeah, kind of thing. But uh, I think it's very, very important the 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 science and everything behind it. Yeah. Um, I think they've sent out uh, numerous samples to a private lab. Uh, as of June 21st, 2021. Yeah. So they have so sent out... Pretty recent. Pretty Yeah, absolutely pretty recent. And it, it does take time, obviously. It's not going to be like... We probably won't hear anything about this case again in, until four or five years later. I, I foresee... It, it, we're going to see a lot less serial killers in the future. And I've foresee us catching a lot that have been flying under the radar up until now. Absolutely. I think especially that, with the strides that they're making with, yeah. uh, the, with DNA. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and people with the 23 and me and, um, all of those DNA yeah. things because they, they found relatives. I think that's how they found the golden state killers. A relative did 23 and me or something like that. Yeah. Or, or something like that. They just caught someone because of that. Right. Uh, I can't, believe, I can't remember if this golden state killer or not, but, um, yeah, I think that the DNA is definitely going to help. Um, so, if Mr. Williams is innocent, yeah. I think the DNA will exonerate him. Yeah, 
and hopefully, if not, yeah. <laughs> if, if if not, I think it, I, either way, I think it's going to bring closure to the family, and I think it will speed the investigation on. And uh, to Mayor um, Bottoms' statement about caring about African American children, like that should have been like their on children. The yeah. yeah, like children any children. any children should be important. Yeah, you'd think. Uh, they are the future of our earth, <laughs> regardless of race, um, you know, financial standings and everything like that. Yeah. So uh, I completely agree with her statements about pretty much everything. It needs to get to the bottom of it. It needs the I, attention I it deserves. I 100% think it was, probably, it was probably Sanders and the KKK. You mean Williams? No, Sanders. Who's Sanders. Thomas Sanders, the guy that I was telling you about. The, oh, yeah, the white dude? Yeah, the, the white one that threatened... Oh, I just associate him with the KKK. Oh, yeah, the KKK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so KKK... Or at uh, least a, a portion of them. Yeah, no, It could be both of them. Um, I, I'm not 100% convinced on Williams. I don't think... I, I don't think so either. There was There's, enough evidence to be able to yeah. really... I think they just found somebody that was close to where one of the bodies was dumped. It and was, was convenient. Like, convenient. Let's get them, put them in the jail yeah. and stuff. Uh, I'm not trying to take away from any kind no, of closure that the family no is. Detectives or experts or anything like and that. And I'm not defending Mr. Williams. Just I'm just saying crowd. that, you know, the evidence for me isn't concrete. And I really love concrete evidence when it comes to murders. Yeah. Because a lot of people are put to death who are innocent. Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah. So I, I honestly don't agree with the death penalty because of that standpoint. Because unless we have irrefutable evidence mm. that that person killed all of these people, yeah. then I don't think they should be put to death. For one, it's like it's like um, hitting your child for hitting someone. Mm. Makes no sense. Don't yeah. murder Why I'm murdering you. It's literally state-sanctioned murder. It doesn't make any sense. But that's a different time for us to argue about with yeah. the whole death penalty thing. But uh, that's why it's unsolved. The case has been reopened. Yep. Um, definitely a very, very interesting unsolved case. Uh, 29 yep. taken far too early. Uh, Just, uh, devastating uh, to Atlanta and, and the rest of the American people. Um, you know, hearts go out to the victims and the victims' families. Um, we truly hope that it is solved soon. Uh, with any of these unsolved crimes that we're going to go over state by state, we truly hope that they are solved. Uh, but with that being said, next week we will be doing another Urban Legends. Uh, it will be another state. Ooh. And uh, love so, yeah. Urban Legends. Absolutely. Uh, it's been a while since we've done one, so yeah, kind sure. of Jones in for one. Yeah, I don't know which state you want to do. I was thinking, um, what state? You pick a state right now, and we'll do it. Let's do Arizona. Arizona, absolutely. Arizona, uh, one of the later states to join the union. Yeah, so, if so. anybody from Arizona is listening, and you guys have a uh, a story to tell us, or any any urban legends from your state, shoot us an email or uh, message us on Twitter or any of our other uh, social media handles. Absolutely, and that link. Uh, it will be a link in the bio of this episode to find us at all of our social medias and to, in order to get that 
contact and everything with us. So, uh, and this season, apps, uh, we're actually going to do an outside country. I know we did True Urban Legends and uh, something like that, yeah. where we did around the world, but we're actually going to do a whole country this season. Oh, nice. And it's going to be our brothers to the north, Canada. Oh, Canada. So this season, we're going to do a true... Our, our Urban Legends Canada, the entire thing of Canada. So if you are Canadian and you listen to the show, and go. if you want an Urban Legend for us to cover an Urban Legend or a cryptid from from your country, go ahead and send it to that. us in that that link below. And we appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week with Urban Legends Arizona.